So uh, we want to do something special real quick. If you are here and you got baptized on Sunday, can you just come forward? Just come up forward real quick. So how many of you were planning to get baptized on Sunday? One, two, they all was. And then the rest were just, the Lord, man, just took over and you guys just came up. Um, so we're just real quick, I can't go through everyone, but uh, can you just tell me real quick, like, how, how was that experience and what did the Lord do in your heart? Oh, man. Um, so I grew up in the church.
we just want to celebrate and we want to honor our brothers and sisters. Uh, not, I know not everyone is here that got baptized, but we, you know, uh, one of the leader, one of our leaders, Serena, just said, you know, we didn't get a chance to pray for them on Sunday because it was kind of a good chaos. Uh, we had 33 spontaneous baptisms that came up, 11 from the college ministry. Um, and so, can you guys just um, stick out your hand if you feel comfortable? And we just want to—I'm going to get the microphone to Serena, and we're just going to bless our friends and celebrate with them. so much for these people, God, and thank you for the decision that was made this weekend, and we want to celebrate with them. Holy Spirit, I ask you would come and you would fill them. Fill them each. Like, this was a declaration, guys. This was a line in the sand that said, my life is changed forever. So, Father, I thank you for that. We bless you. We bless you in that journey. Holy Spirit, come and fill them. Guys, get excited. Let this let this be a moment of peace, but a moment of joy, of expectation. And God, I ask that even, even this week that you would start awakening in them more, more truth about who they are, more truth about their identity. Like you are righteous, you are blameless, you are holy, you are set apart. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you. started and uh, there's just an expectancy I don't know if you guys felt it when you walked in the room but if you feel comfortable can you just hold out your hands for me just kind of like you you've received a gift I'm gonna invite my buddy Brett to come up and just pray us in father we want to draw near to you we want to draw near to you because you promised Lord you promised in your word you say draw near unto me and I will draw near unto you we want to be in your presence God we want to experience what it is to be in the throne room of God what it is to be at the feet of our father God you are our teacher you are our comforter you are the lover of our souls we thank you let us be drawn tonight deeper into intimacy with you deeper into this knowledge of not just things about you, but who you are, God. Moments that we share together, shared experiences, God. We want to have those with you throughout our lives, not just on a special occasion, but God, let this be an introduction into a life lived with you. God, draw us in. We draw near to you, God, and you draw near unto us. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name.
So the word of the Lord says, surely I will be with you all the days of your life. Surely I will be with you all the days of your life. And when two or three are gathered, I promise surely I am there. And guys, I know maybe for some of you this is uncomfortable. You see all these candles. It looks a little cryptic. And we're, we're, we're singing songs that you don't know, raising our hands, thinking someone's going to come high five you. But I just invite you. Whether you know Jesus or this is your first time, would you just imagine him here in this room? Would you just imagine how we would act if he was up front here? So, Father, we just give you permission to tear down the walls right now. Guys, I even give you permission to, like, get out of your seats, like, to go on the sides of the room or the back of the room and, and just, like, spread out a little bit if you want to. So Jesus, we thank you that heaven has invaded this place because you have invaded this place. And I thank you that you're in this place because we're in this place, because you live in each and every one of us. So God, we just pray that you would amp up this place a little bit, God, that you would awaken our hearts to the reality that you are here, that you are alive, that we gather Tuesday night in and night out, because we come to worship a living God, not a God who just looks down from us from heaven, but a God who lives within us. So Jesus, I just pray that you would break through and show that each and every one of us that you are here, that you hear us when we sing to you, that you hear us when we speak to you, and that you actually speak back to us when we're willing to listen. So Holy Spirit, break through, God. Spirit, break out. Speak in a way that only you can. In Jesus' name. i uh-huh. 
to die. 
thank you, Father, that you are a rewarder of those who seek you. And God, thank you that we've come out tonight, that we've taken time out of our days and our schedules to draw near to you. And you say in your word, God, that those who draw near to me, I will draw near to them. And I thank you, God, that it's actually you drawing near to us that makes us draw near to you. Because you pursue us and you love us more than we could ever love you. In fact, we love you because you first loved us. So God, I just thank you for that pursuit. And I thank you for every single person that said yes to your invitation. To come and be with you right now, God. So Father, as my brother Brandon comes and shares a word, I just pray, God, that you first speak to him and then through him. Show us, God, that you are a God who not only sees us, but you are a God who speaks to us. So, Father, speak tonight. By the power of your spirit and the light of your love. Can you guys just sing out that chorus one more time? I want to know you. Maybe we could just do it in the voice. guys for uh, coming out tonight and uh, I just want to give my brother Brandon Henderson, can we give him a round of applause real quick? <laughs> Thank you worship band, they've been practicing since five today. Can I, I want to give Allie Pitcher and, and Bethany a shout out too, man they transformed this room, can we give them a round of applause? <laughs> and Brett, they, they came at four o'clock today and they just kind of brought our setup to the wide here and um, so we thank you for that. Um, Guys, this is a man of God. He's a friend. He's uh, Jeremy's older brother. You know, Jeremy's going to be speaking next week with Allie, so we thought we'd bring his older brother in to show him the, the ropes, you know. You know, Jeremy's going to be taking notes. Which, yeah, he's probably left now. Thanks, dude. Love you, wherever you are. <laughs> and, uh, man, but this is a man of God. He's a youth, He's one of the youth pastors here, the other youth pastor. His wife's back there, Austin. And, uh, man, what I, love, what I love about Brandon is he just has a wisdom of the Lord. And he has a wisdom of the Lord, not because he, he knows every verse in the Bible, he knows, he knows the book, but above knowing the book, he knows the author. 
And he spends time listening to the authors. And he spends time communing and hanging out with the authors. And that's why uh, back in January when we planned this semester, it was so clear, maybe out of everyone that was supposed to speak, out of our guest speakers, God spoke through me, Kyle Flaming to speak on this week. So we're excited for how the Lord's going to speak to you and through you. And uh, we love you, man. Thanks for being here tonight. Yeah, I love you guys. I'm excited. Right I feel like taking my shoes off. This thing's like a train around here, so get off when you're on. Um, dude, the Lord is so pleased with every one of you. Everyone in this room. Everyone in this room. And it's not because you came tonight. It's not because you, you know, worshiped. It's not because you did that good thing to, you know, gave that homeless person a couple bucks and you prayed for that person. He's so pleased with each and every one of you because of who you are. Because of who you are. He's not really concerned about your actions. He's not, he's not really into behavior modifications, he's into relationship. Because he knows that as soon as you get to know him, as soon as you get to know him, when you get into relationship with him, your behaviors change. He just knows that. And I, I just have this, like, like my heart is bursting right now because of just his, his joy over every one of you. That's not that's not a part of what I'm going to talk about, but that's fine. So let me let me just pray again, and we can jump into this thing. So Jesus, we just thank you so much that this night you're meeting us here, God. You're meeting us here. You're encountering us. Night is especially uh, just designed for us to just encounter you, for us to get to know you, for us to experience you. So, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your gifts. And we, re we, we receive everything that you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so before I go too far, Tell you guys a little bit about me. Um, like like Ryan said, I am one of the youth pastors here at the at the church, and um, along with Austin Juno, he's sitting back there in the corner. And um, our our student student ministry that we like kind of shepherd is called Revolution, and it's a middle and high school uh, middle and high school ministry here at the church, and it's uh, it's a really fun thing. We love that. Um, I moved. From Chicago, uh, the south suburbs of Chicago. I'm originally from, I don't know if you, I'm sure I got some suburbanites in here, but near Homewood. And I moved here at 18 to go to school. And I met this beautiful young lady named Sharon in Bio 101. I guess you can, I guess you can say we had chemistry. <laughs> um, bars. <laughs> Um, yeah, so um, I met her not too long after I moved down here, 
She's now my wife, and she's incredible. She's awesome. Um, I've almost been married for two years, which is nuts. So April 19th is two years for us. It's just it's like flying by. Time is completely flying. Um, so yeah, she, she's awesome. I also, outside of doing like student ministry, I also rap, and I got like some projects, or yeah, a couple projects online, and iTunes, Amazon, all of that stuff. And rapping is another thing I love to do, you know, in addition to student ministry. So this is kind of a little bit about me, just as, and, and I'm gonna kind of talk about myself a little bit more as we kind of dig into this thing. So the title of this talk, if I were to give it one, is just knowing his voice. Knowing his voice, John 10. John 10, knowing his voice. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, Ask him, do you know his voice? Go ahead and ask him right now. It's going to be awkward, but just ask. Do you know his voice? That's good. And if you have your, if you have a Bible app or a Bible, you can pull that out if you want to. It's up to you. Feel no pressure. It's going to be on the screen. We're going to read John 10, but... Before we do that, let me just like give a little context of like what's going on in John John 10. So John 9 was, you know, we, we saw Jesus, he he did this amazing miracle, right? He opened this blind man's eyes, he's going blind. There's this big panic and big like, you know, whoa, what just happened here? Pharisees, which are the religious leaders, they hated Jesus. They were angry, they were ticked because Jesus did this. And this discussion, what Jesus is saying in John 10, is actually just a continuation of John 9. Jesus is just, he's, he's like elaborating, explaining to the same group of people why and who he is, how he, he can do the things that he does. So just have that in mind, that he's talking to religious people who really don't like him. But he's also talking to people who are just kind of curious about like who this Jesus guy is. So John 10, verse 1 or three, it says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the gatekeeper opens. The, the sheep hear his voice, and this is what I want you guys to uh, really focus on. And he calls his own by name, and he leads them. So the first, the first real step in knowing his voice is knowing that Jesus knows you. It's knowing that he knows you by name. He knows you by name. And that is an invitation for you to know him. That's an invitation for you to know him. Everyone who I know like that, that I know by name, I have some type of relationship with them, right? You do as well. So the fact that Jesus says that I know you by name, it's, it's, it's like the legal right for us to know him, for us to know and hear his voice. And you have to be established in the fact that you can know his voice. Because I know I've, I've, I've experienced this like, you know what, man, my past was really sketchy story. My past is like really sketchy. I used to feel like 
I don't know. I'm, 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 I can't know him the way that, you know, like religious people can. I can't know him the way that the kid who grew up in church can because look at what I did. Look at, look at all the baggage that I have attached to me. I can't know him like that. And what Jesus is saying is that I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. I know you. I know you by name. He doesn't care anything about, about the baggage, about the stuff from your past. He's inviting you in to know, to know him. Sometimes we just qualify ourselves and close our own ears off from hearing the voice of God. Because we just assume that we're not holy enough. We're not righteous enough. More Christian jargon. We just fill it in. We're not whatever Christian, Christian-y word you want to put there. We're not that. And the Father doesn't care about any of that. Jesus doesn't care. And if, you're, if that's your foundation, if your foundation is that, oh, knowing his voice does not depend on me. Knowing his voice does not rest on my actions. It doesn't rest on, you know, who I am. Knowing his voice literally depends on, and, and, and it rests on the fact that I'm known by him. You, you will see that things will start to open up. And you will hear, and, and things will just become a little clearer. So that's the first step. But something that also stands out to me in this in this uh, passage is this whole analogy of like the shepherd and the sheep because like I got I, I told you I'm, I'm a city slicker you know I'm, I'm from the south suburbs Chicago it's not too many you know milk cows I, I don't see like I didn't grow up seeing like people going to town with like a milk cow or like I, I didn't grow up seeing you know shepherds like come on sheep let's go it's just not it's not my experience so when I hear Jesus say something like, I'm the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and my sheep know my voice. When I hear things like that, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Okay, really nice. Sweet. I, I get it. You're like, Jesus is the leader. I'm the follower. Got it. That makes perfect sense. But I really miss out on a lot of context of what Jesus is like really, really trying to say. And... Happy Layman, he's a senior pastor in this church. So this guy really grew up on the farm. He really, like, raised sheep. He was a real shepherd, like, true story. He, he raised champion sheep. And, like, really, when you think about this analogy that Jesus gives, it, you almost feel like, like, really, Jesus, is that? Is this how you see me? So I had to ask Happy Layman, like, okay, what's, what's unique about, you know, the sheep? And what's... Because I have no idea. Literally, I've never saw, I've never seen a, maybe once. I'm, maybe once I saw like a, a sheep. I don't even know if that's the like English form of that word. Because that's how often I say it. Like, <laughs> I just don't know. But maybe once I've seen one. So, Happy Layman, you know, I, I talked to him. I asked him. And he's like, he's like, okay, I've raised champion sheep all my life. You know, my entire life. Because you know Happy, he kind of talks this way. And... You know, I could spot a champion as soon, like, right out of the womb, I knew a champion. I could look at his face, and I knew it was a champion. Honestly. Really. He said, I knew, Happy said that each individual sheep has a different face. They have a different personality. 
they, 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 they don't like no two, two sheep are alike. <laughs> no two sheep are alike. And I started to think about this, man. I'm like, oh, this is a little, Jesus was being more intentional than I realized. This thing goes a little deeper. And when, when Happy said, you know, I could spot a champion sheep, like, sheep, as soon as that thing was born, I knew it was a champion. And then he actually would go on and win with that. It, it, it kind of sparked a, just a, a thought in my mind that the Father, he knew every plan for your life before you even born. He, he knew every plan that he had, like, he knew all the plans that he had for you before the universe was formed. Before you even a thought in your mother's, you know, mind, before you were a thought in your father's mind, he knew that, yeah, that one, I'm setting that one apart for this, for this sphere right here. I'm setting that one apart for this industry right here. I'm setting that one apart to have influence over there. I'm setting that one apart to break chains of addiction in, 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 in guys over there. I'm, I'm breaking, I'm setting that apart, I'm, that one apart to set free people who are struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts. I'm setting that one apart to, to, to go into like the business industry and just take that thing by the horns for the kingdom. He knew that about you. Because a good shepherd, a good shepherd, he knows, he knows a champion as soon as he sees him. He knows it. He knows it. And then Happy told me that you have to treat each individual sheep like different. Like you have to, you, you, you can't just like treat them all the same. You have to figure them out. You have to, I, I promise you, I did not know this much went into this thing. You have to figure them out. You have to, you know, motivate them differently. Another interesting thing about, about sheep is that they are literally probably one of the most defenseless animals in the, like animals there are. They have no, they, they don't kick, they don't bite, they don't spit. They literally cannot defend themselves. They cannot defend themselves at all. When a predator comes, you know what sheep do? They huddle up in their little sheep group. They just get closer to each other. And they stand there. Honestly. They're defenseless. They are literally defenseless. They are defenseless. Nothing. They, nothing. So the uh, it, stuff is blowing my mind. So another crazy thing is that they don't know the difference between a plant that can kill them and, a, and, and food that's good for them. Honestly. So the shepherd literally has to, that's why if you, if you take into consideration Psalms 23, where it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me beside still waters. He leads me, you know, to green pastures. You think, you start thinking about this stuff and you say that Jesus is really intentional in what he's trying to tell us. Dude, we don't know what's good for us. <laughs> sometimes we don't know what's good for us. The things that feel good sometimes aren't. And the things that aren't, you know, that doesn't feel good, are. So this shepherd, he literally has to, like, 
say, nope, don't, don't eat that, you know, don't, don't do that. He has to guide them into these good pastures. You were created to be completely dependent on Jesus. There are some things in your life that only Jesus, Jesus can solve, right? There's, there, there's like questions that you have that only Jesus can answer. There's problems that only Jesus, like only Jesus can do it for you. Only Jesus can do it for you. In, in our culture, we, we praise independence. Like we, that's like the, you know, like it, as soon as you gain independence, that's like the, like the sign of adulthood. Like I'm independent now. This is great. In the kingdom, it's not the same way. In the kingdom, it's not the same way. God never intended for us to be alone, isolated by ourselves. We need each other. That's why I love what I love what Ryan and all the leadership here is doing. I, I love what you guys are doing. The fact that you come out on a Tuesday when you can be doing something else, it speaks volumes of the hunger that you have for something deeper. Even if this is your first or second time coming, I believe you came out tonight because you're looking for something more. You know that there's more to life. You know, you, you, you just know it. You know it. And that's amazing. That is amazing. We were created to be independent and interdependent on each other and on Jesus. So let's, I want to I read one more passage out of John 10. So John 10, verse 4 to 6, it says this. When he brought out all his own, when, when, yeah, when he brought out all his own, he goes before them, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, for they did not understand what he was saying. Hmm. I, I used to live my life, guys. I used to live my life like that verse said, Brandon knows all of my instructions and he follows all of my instructions to the T. Like Brandon knows when I'm when I'm talking to him. He follows my instructions and he just he goes after it. That's how I live my life. I, like I thought that verse kind of says that that I'm supposed to know exactly what Jesus is saying. Exactly what he's saying and I'm supposed to follow that same verbatim and that Jesus was giving me like all the details that I needed for my life. See, this is the key to knowing his voice. Understanding that sometimes you won't understand. Sometimes you'll just know his voice. Sometimes you will not understand what he's saying. Sometimes you won't understand like what he's like telling you to do, but you'll just know that he's speaking. You just know that he's talking. You know, I've had seasons in my life like that where I, I didn't know verbatim, like, what I was supposed to do, where I was supposed to go. I just knew that he was moving over there. And when you hear his voice, and you may not recognize, like, what he's saying, the instructions he's giving you, it's important that you just move in that direction. You move towards his voice. So that if the shepherd's moving right, you're going right. 
If the shepherd's going left, you're going left with him. I think, like, sometimes Christianity, we, we feel like we have to, I don't know, it's our Western mind. We want to, we really want to understand. It's, and I'm not saying that God won't give you understanding. He will. He wants to give you understanding. But understanding is not a, prere a prerequisite for going where he's telling you to go, doing what he's telling you to do. Faith is jumping out, not seeing the next step. That's what Martin Luther King said. Taking the first step and not seeing the one after that. That's what faith is. And it says that it's impossible, without faith, it's impossible to please him. He loves faith. He loves knowing that we trust him. Why? Because he's relational. It's all about, it's all about relationship. This whole thing of hearing his voice, that's what it all comes to. He's looking for a relationship. If my wife didn't trust me, that would be a problem. She probably couldn't do marriage if she didn't trust me. God's looking for partners. He's looking for sons and daughters that trust him. That say, okay, Lord, I don't know exactly what you're saying right now, but I know you're speaking because I recognize your voice. I recognize your voice. I've been here before where I've I've had this feeling in my heart. I've had this feeling in my heart where you've spoken to me. I had, I've had this peace before in my heart. I've had this unsettled feeling in my heart before. So I, I've been here. I don't know exactly what you're saying, but I know you're speaking to me. So I'm, I'm going to go in that direction. When you make moves like that, he blesses it. He blesses it, honestly. So an example from my life. 2013, I, I knew I was supposed to get married to Sharon in Juilliard. And Sharon had already graduated. She's up in Chicago. I'm still down here. And I'm like, okay, you know, hmm, how's this going to work? Because I kind of like my life down here. I was in youth ministry doing a lot of stuff. And it, I was having fun down here. I love being down here. And I felt like the Lord was saying, Brandon, you need to move up there. She ain't coming down here. She ain't coming back. So you need to you need to move up there. And I knew that he said that, but I'm like, what is there to do in the north suburbs? I'm from the south suburbs. Like I don't I don't <laughs> just yeah. If, if you're from like Chicago land, you know it's just different. Like it's a world of difference up there. So I'm like, what am I gonna do up there? Like I don't know anybody up there. But I knew that I was supposed to go. So long story short, I end up moving up there. I go, and my wife is Nicaraguan. And she got plugged into a Lavinia, which is a Spanish vineyard. So she's at, at this um, all Spanish-speaking vineyard. I mean, Spanish, Spanish sermon, Spanish worship, Spanish small groups, all Spanish everything, right? And Sharon is like, you know, Brandon, I, I realize that this will probably be pretty uncomfortable for you because you don't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we can go to another church. Like there were there, there were like maybe two vineyards up in the area where we could have went, you know, and checked out. She's like, we can go to another church if that'll make you feel, feel more comfortable. Right in that moment, I felt like, again, I heard a voice. I didn't know what he said. I heard a voice say, no, you stay here. Stay here. And I was like, uh, um, really? You know, okay. 
kid you not. It's tough. It's really tough. Literally, I, I felt like I was like a missionary. That's really what I, I felt like. And I came in too with this pride that wasn't that wasn't there. Like, oh, I'm about to teach them some stuff. And I was just kind of like rebelling against the culture and stuff like that. And then I, I I had like a breakthrough where the Lord was just like, you need to submit to this culture. You need to submit. And as soon as I did that, stuff changed. And I stayed there for over a year. And God showed me more about community up there in one year than, than I. And, and it's no dig on my, on my church here. I love my church. I got, like, so much love for this church. But I learned more about community and doing life with people, going through pain with people, going through grief with people, like, go, like really doing gritty, hard life with people, not just surface level, hey, what's up, dude? Like, not having church friends, but having real friends that you call at, at 3 in the morning when stuff hits the fan. I learned more about that in a year than I had here before. And then I get a call about a youth pastor job, long story short, and I move back here. The Lord knew what he was doing was he was preparing me for this right now, up there. Because I don't know if you... Maybe you don't know this, but Ryan, Ryan is ushering this thing into what our church is, is, is pressing into hardcore right now is what we call a tribe, community. We want to know what it's like to do, do be family, gritty life together, like to be there for one another when something just is hitting the fan, when something's wrong. And I wouldn't have known how to do, like, Lavinia taught me how to do that. See, God prepares you for the season that you're going into right now. So right now, you're being prepared for where you're going. Right now. Right now, you have everything you need for where you, where you are currently, even though you may feel stretched at times. You may feel overwhelmed at times. You have everything you need. You have the grace for the season that you're in right now. He's preparing you for where you're going. The experiences that you're going to have right now, you're going to look back on those in the next one and say, hey, I was, I remember this. I remember when this happened. I remember when this happened. So when you hear his voice, it's not about disqualifying it because you don't understand it. Like, he's, he's not giving you an address. Uh, my son, I want you to go to 2532 North Lincoln Avenue at 1.45 p.m. Pray for the girl in between the two. I mean, it's not about that. Honestly, I used to think that God spoke like that. And he does, don't get me wrong. But I would disqualify the sound of his voice, the feeling of his voice. You all have the capacity to know his voice if he lives in you. If he lives in you, then you have the ability to know his voice. And, you know, like if this is your first or second time coming and you've never given Jesus your life, you've you never, you never said yes to him, we will have an, you know, you, you'll have an opportunity to do that later. It's the greatest decision of your life. Greatest decision of your life. Promise you that. When, when, when he's living in you, you, you are never alone. 
see how well he's going to play anyway. <laughs> On the ball. <laughs> you heard his voice. You heard his voice. Yeah. So what, what I really wanted to set up tonight and the point that I really wanted to drive home is that knowing his voice is not as complicated as we may have thought it was. It's actually not as complicated as it seems. And at this church, we're, we believe that we, we are the hands and feet of Jesus, like we're his body. We believe that it's our responsibility to go out and reach the world, to go out and change injustice, to go out and change oppression, to go out and um, bring healing. And we believe that that's our job. We believe that it's our job to speak God's destiny over people's lives. And guess what? The first step, before all of that comes, before all of that, the first step is hearing God for yourself. Is letting him speak into your life, speak into the situations that you're going through. Because he wants to. He wants to. And he's here tonight right now to speak to each and every one of you. I believe that. It's going to happen. Some of you may feel like you've never heard the voice of God. Well, you're going to hear him tonight. And he speaks in a still, small voice a lot of the time. It often sounds like our own voice. It doesn't, it's not this distinctive, like, different voice. It often sounds like us. It's just way too smart to be us. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Am I lying, anybody? Okay. I'm, honestly, you've probably been hearing the Lord for a while, and you just didn't know it. You just didn't know it. So, this is cultivated, though, in the quiet, in the secret, in the stillness of just you being by yourself with him. Because, again, it's about relationship. I can't get to know my wife with a bunch of other people around. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if her mom lived with us, that would be kind of tough. I love her mom. But you get the point. You, you need intimacy. One on one, and that's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to know you. He wants to know you, and He wants you to know Him. He never intended to just know everything about you. He has secrets that He wants to share with you about Him. Intimate secrets that He wants you to know about Him. I promise you, He does. And when Jesus speaks to you, it, it destroys your heart. I was just back there getting wrecked because Jesus is so good. Because he's so good and he's speaking in my heart and he's telling me how much he loves me, how much he cares about me. And it's not about what I say up here. It's not about performing well. It's not about, you know, making everybody excited or, or feel some emotion or feel something. He didn't care about that. He just loves me. And he loves each and every one of you. So I want to encourage you. Everything that we're doing tonight do, do this on your own. Do this on your own. 20 minutes, 
however long you have. I know you're a busy college student. But if you if you were trying to make a new friend, you would like carve out some time in your schedule to hang out with them and get to know them. Jesus is that new friend who's trying to get to know you. To sit, listen, worship, read your Bible. Don't do anything. Just sit there. So what I want you to do right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a what we call an activation. And what this is is I'm gonna just give some time for God to speak to you. And this isn't this isn't about like God speaking to you about everyone else, like him saying that, hey, God really he loves everybody, he's doing this. We're gonna give some time to just hear him and hear what he has to say to you. So I want everybody to close their uh, close their eyes right now. Forget about the person sitting next to you. Forget where you are. Take a deep breath. And when you let that breath go, let go of all your cares and all your worries right now. And I want you to hold your hands out like I was going to put a big present in your lap or something. presence in this room right now. I thank you, Father, because you want to speak. You're the friend that we've always wanted. You're the daddy that we've always wanted. You give the affirmation that we've always wanted. You give us the approval, the acceptance that we've always wanted. Right now, I just impart the ability, God, to hear your voice over everyone in this room. And Holy Spirit, I pray that you speak to them. Speak to them about them. Tell them what you think of them. Sometimes I just, in my room, God, sometimes I just sit and ask God, God, tell me what you think of me again. Tell me what you think about me. Let's just sit for a minute.
go deeper with God. You, you want to take that step of faith, but you're not sure how to do that. And so if, if that's you tonight, I should invite you in, in a minute when we move to stations and stuff and we go into more time of ministry and prayer. Come to one of our leaders. And <laughs> I remember the first time that I raised my hands in worship and, you know, at first I was like, well, I don't know, like, I don't want people to see what I'm doing, like, you know, that's kind of like a weird thing that I've never done before. But the beautiful thing was, just doing this, God met me where I was at, and it was the most beautiful exchange that I've ever had with him. And so I feel like God's going to speak that over you. If there's, if there's something that you feel is holding you back from the Father, from hearing him, God wants to take that away from you, because that's not who you are. You are righteous and holy. That is who you are in Christ. No matter where you've done, or where, where you've been, or what you've done, God is with you. He's never left you, and He's never going to leave you. So right now, God, I just ask for freedom. Lord, whatever that looks like, I pray that you just come right now and just release your freedom in this place. God, we want to see heaven unleashed tonight. Even deeper, God. We want more of what you have, God. Who you are. We want more. So Holy Spirit, we ask right now for an increase. Lord, I thank you that we have this access to you because of the cross. That we can come and we can be with you. This night is about encountering God and about encountering his presence and his love. So God, I just pray that you will rain down in this place right now, Jesus. Thank you, God. Amen. Can we have everyone just close their eyes again? I was feeling in my heart that I feel like the, like the Father is stirring some hearts right now. There's some some people whose whose hearts is just like bouncing out of their chest almost. And I feel like he's specifically he's drawing those in who have who have never who have never experienced him, who have never encountered him, and who have never given their lives to him. He's inviting you. He's inviting you into relationship with him. He's inviting you into relationship with him right now. He wants to know you. He wants you, he wants you to know his goodness. He wants you to know his love. So with every head bowed with all eyes closed. If there's anyone in this room who, who's never said yes to Jesus, you've never said, you know what, yeah, I, I'm going to give Jesus, I'm, I'm going to give him my everything. I'm going to give him my life. I want to know him. I want to experience him. If there's anyone in this room that has never surrendered that, would you just raise your hand right now for me? Thank you. 
thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus.
Let us see heaven, God. Let us see you. And I'm going to be over in that corner praying for anybody who wants prayer. Um, if you want to come over there, if you, wanna, if you were one who gave, you know, gave your life to the Lord, you don't want to stand, I'll be over in that corner praying for people. So thank you, guys.
friend who's a worship leader once said, Brian, I get up Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and believe it or not, sometimes I don't want to sing. Sometimes I don't want to play. That worship actually is a fight sometimes. But he said, in those moments when I don't feel it, when I don't, I feel far from God, that's when the worship means the most to me because he meets me in that pain. And guys, we have a choice to make because worship can be a weapon. And this is going to be the last song of the night. And, and to all of tonight has been about hearing God's voice so that when the storms rage and the battles confront us and the fear looks us in the eye, we know, we know, and we know who our Father says about us, what our Father says to us. And we can look back at that fear. We can hear that line say, that's not the voice of my dad. So in this last song, as he speaks to us, now let's speak back to him. Speak back to him.
Father saying, like, whatever your circumstances are, whatever your scars are, whatever your condition, whatever that thing is, that mountain is that you're facing. I know we keep saying this, but I just feel like the Father's saying, will you sing this over the mountaintop? Will you face that fear and that hurt and that wound and that pain in the eye? And will you say, my God is greater. My God is greater. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. I know I will have trouble in this world, but take heart because Jesus overcame the world and Jesus lives in me. And guys, I promise you, declare with your voice, even if you don't believe it in your heart. Declare with your voice and your heart will gain hope and your voice will rise and there will be something that you feel inside that reminds you that the same God, the same power and love that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. So will you declare it? Will you sing this over your fears? That great is our Lord. You are greater than the pain. You are greater than the hurt. You are greater than the sadness. You are greater than the oppression. No matter what we go through in this life, even when people we love aren't here, we know you are here. So we love you and we trust you. And guys, I feel like this is where our faith matters. When these things come up against us, that's when our faith matters. That's what makes our faith strong. That's when Jesus comes in. If it was easy, everyone would believe it, guys. Put your arm around the person next to you and lock up to family. 
thank you for encountering us tonight. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing what you do so well, transforming lives, expanding the family, speaking. Father, we thank you for that. I bless this night. I bless everyone in this room. God, and I pray that as they go, that this not just be a cool experience to talk about, but that this be like an impartation that goes with them, that they're not the same after tonight. In Jesus' name, that something is shifting inside of them tonight. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name.